Good morning, sunshine. Welcome back to the Peace, Love, and Applesauce podcast. My name is Juan. My name is Abby. And my voice is still cracking to this day at almost 26 years old. I don't think it'll ever stop. So thank you guys for accepting me for who I am. But rhetorically asking because no one else can answer but you. This is for the listener. Have you ever had one of those days or moments where like everything just kind of lines up and you're like, how? Like, what the heck? Or this isn't a coincidence. Like, every... Yeah, that idea, we've had it for the past week. Mm-hmm. Like, f- to the exact day. Mm-hmm. So, Abby and I have been floating around with some topics. And if you guys did or didn't know, I don't know if we've officially said we do this or not. I think we have. That we have a Monday meeting. I don't know if we've said that. I, I feel know. like I have, but... If we didn't, um, every Monday, Abby and I like actually set time to have a meeting together. Mm-hmm. And I said it at first as a joke to be like, all right, for the podcast, we need to have a Monday meeting. Don't try and force recording anything. Like, sit down. Let's talk about it. Let's plan it out. See how we're feeling. But also, let's use it as a time to check in. So we had our meeting this week, as we do every week. How long... Mm-hmm. How many months have we been doing it? Because it's been, like, fairly consistent. I think we've only been doing it for, like, a month. But because it's every Monday, it feels... Nah, it's had to have been more. No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we were tossing up the idea of rejection, but not in the terms of relationships. Like, rejection of change or... This all started from an astrology page that I follow. Boom. Take it from there. This is going to be way better than where I was starting from. So this all started from an astrology page that I follow. Um, and it was talking about, Scor- like, we're in Scorpio season right now. And then on top of that, um, there was, there's a full moon for every, um, a full moon and a new moon for every zodiac signs season and for scorpio season since november of last year in 2021 um scorpio season and taurus season have had lunar and solar eclipses Mm -hmm. and those bring you know certain things and so the theme of that was like rejection and security Mm -hmm. and so i started getting into like the nuances of that And learning about that, because I didn't know about that last year, obviously. Well, not obviously. Obviously to us, not obviously to you. Yeah. (laughs) And um, I got into the depths of it, and I found that a lot of it has to do with, um, like, the solar and lunar eclipses. They have a lot. um, They bring a lot of feelings towards uh, what you're not willing to accept And what makes you feel secure. So I dug into that on my own. And after doing this like prompt thing for Scorpio season, I was like, oh shit, um, I think we're in a cycle right now. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if anybody else is experiencing this and it'll be different for everybody. But I looked at me and Juan's journey from last November to this November and there is a huge 
<laughs> big blinking light of a pattern mm-hmm. for both of us that has happened side by side. And it was so blatantly obvious, but because of our plans and what we want to happen and how we see our lives going, I didn't look at our decision-making well enough to have seen those, I guess, red flags of rejection. I don't necessarily think it was a red flag. You, I, They could look at it as like indicators of where we're supposed to be headed versus like you said where we wanted to go where we thought that's what i mean like a red flag like not accepting the things that life throws at you and Mm -hmm. trying to be like i want to control this so much that i don't accept yeah okay you got me there yeah so i texted one while he was at work and And this day last week Mm -hmm. i was venting some frustrations so Mm -hmm. i've recently gone back to the maintenance job I was working at Mm -hmm. after leaving in at the very end of July. So I basically spent like the rest of the summer at this painting job and due to life circumstances now, I had to go back to them Mm -hmm. and, you know, it's not exactly the same as I left. So I'm dealing with the growing pains of like accepting that I, this is where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And I was venting to Abby and this was her response. Yeah. And, uh, I said, sorry, I was trying to praise him for being neutral in, you know, a pretty petty situation that goes on at work. And that petty situation is a similar reason as to why he was, why he left the position in the first place. Mm Mm-hmm. So I was praising him for being neutral and, like, just staying out of it and not getting invested in everything. And then I finally dropped, like, this crap on him about, like, our pattern and everything. And I said, I think you and I have experienced similar paths since November last year. Last November, it's a little bit of a, like, warning. Surprise. We had a (laughs) pregnancy scare. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you must be like, oh, um... You're pregnant now. Yeah, I'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) So last November, I got, I had like a pregnancy scare and Juan started this job at the maintenance place and we, I felt like I wasn't ready for another baby and Juan felt like he wasn't ready and then you had a hard time accepting and adjusting to the situation of your job last year so much so that you let the stress of the job overrun you and you quit for what you thought would be better mm-hmm. but because here we on are. paper i was making more at the painting job mm-hmm. but here we are a year later i am actually pregnant and you've returned to the maintenance job so there's definitely a reason that we're going through what we're going through mm-hmm. it was like a little sprinkle of a taste last year yeah like a test and yeah sorry for the wind tunnel you've entered our heat's on <laughs> it's cold as shit in here <laughs> <laughs> it's so cold i would normally turn it off but it's freezing yeah but yeah and ever since she said that last week like i've played it in my mind constantly in every single scenario because i'm like why why are we back here again mm-hmm. you know and it's not like i was try i didn't leave my job until july mm-hmm. but then you also got pregnant at what may six June? like six months after the original scare so 
I left mm-hmm. because I was like, I need more money for this baby. Mm-hmm. I need a better work environment for my mental health mm-hmm. and all this other stuff. And then I left and got a break mm-hmm. and, you know, things cooled out for a little bit, but then things started becoming more difficult and we started making more sacrifices and I'm like, man, how am I making more money? I'm getting paid weekly now mm-hmm. rather than bi-weekly. We have one less car, which is one less car payment, one less insurance payment, less gas I got to pay for. And we're struggling And more. how am I not making, like, how am I still scraping by? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm actually starting to, like, fall behind. I was starting to dip into my savings just to go grocery shopping or I would put mm-hmm. it on a credit card and I'm like no this is definitely not how I operate yeah and then I one. made a phone call to the good old man himself <laughs> on his birthday <laughs> to Juan's dad <laughs> <laughs> my dad he's obviously the re- like I like you heard in the Father's Day episode I do the same stuff as him he's the reason I even have this job so I talked to him, wished him a happy birthday, told him what was going on. He's like, listen, sir, you let me know and I'll make a phone call. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I was like, let me talk it over with Abby. We talked it over right then and there. And it's like, um, all right, sir, go ahead and make your call. Got blown up the next two days. <laughs> Went to put in my two-week notice mm-hmm. on that Wednesday. And they were like, yeah, don't worry about it. Just leave now. Yeah. So from Monday when I called my dad... Till Wednesday, when I put in my two weeks, everything just changed right back to where we were. Mm-hmm. And they were like, when they were when they called me on Tuesday, they were like, "When do you want to start?" I was like, "Uh, depends on how soon because of what steps I got to take." Blah blah. They're like, "We can start you this Thursday." If I would have known I was gonna get like let go, cut short from my own two week notice, I would have been like, "Yeah, I'll start Thursday," but. Mm-hmm. I had a five-day weekend to enjoy. That was nice. Before I came back. And it's like, hmm, after all this time struggling and, like, working all the time and having to make the choice of going back to what I didn't want to do anymore, Mm -hmm. of what I was like, I can't handle this at this moment, I was gifted more more than I had when I left with the opportunity of... Even more pretty soon in the future. Mm-hmm. And then a five-day weekend. We're about to get into snow season, so we get snow bonuses. Mm-hmm. And it's like all the pro- prospects of the money that's about to come in released all the weight off my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And we talked about this the one night when we were in bed because we were super hype. We're like, we're going to be able to pay off some of these credit cards. And I was like, I was worried we weren't going to have a Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, I almost broke down telling Abby this. I was like, listen, the fact that we lost a car and, like, I still couldn't pay, I was like, it was going to be a rough Christmas this year. Yeah. So it made me feel terrible. But we're talking about stuff for Christmas, stuff for the baby, stuff for us, but not, like, like in terms of taking care of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but I've only been working for like two, three days. Like, and I don't even have a paycheck yet. Yeah. But we're talking as if all this weight's finally off my shoulders. I was like, mm-hmm. like, it was all fun and games the first two, three days in. Because I'm like, oh, I'm back. I'm kind of getting my feet back into it. 
but then I'm like, oh man, I'm re- I'm really back here. Like I have to work now. Mm-hmm. I have to wait another two Fridays to get this money that I'm excited for. Mm-hmm. It's been what a month. Yeah. A little over a month since I've been back. Mm-hmm. And reflecting back on it, like I said, every day I'm just trying to see like why or where, what choices or signs, like what did I miss? So it feels like I've been dealing with it a lot longer than just one week. Mm-hmm. My brain is taking it back a whole month. And that was my tangent. Yeah. Not tangent. That was my spiel. Yeah. That was everything that's been going on. Yeah. For you at at your job. Yeah. So on my end of things, which is also still your end of things. Uh-huh. uh-huh. My home <laughs> um, side. <laughs> um, yes. So we had a pregnancy scare last year at the beginning of November. And this was like. You were finishing a- school. But it was also a few days before you started this job. Oh, yeah. You hadn't even started the job yet, but you had the job. Yeah. Technically, I've been there for a year. Yeah. Because I came back within that little window. Yeah. So it still counts. Yeah. So, you know, we were obviously like, oh, my God, like, what's going on? Why is this happening? Like, you know, it was not in the plan. And we were definitely determined to keep our easygoing one-child lifestyle. We had just had my Halloween slash birthday party. We had all of our friends over, like, the weekend or two before. I just became, I just quit my job. I just become a stay-at-home mom. Oh, shit. That was the same time. This all happened in a span of, like, a week. My last day of my job, I became a stay-at-home mom. That was all that, like, one week. <laughs> you should see Juan's face right now. It's only been one year, bro. Yeah. yeah. Continue. <laughs> so, you know, because of all of those changes, because I wasn't working anymore, because uh, Juan was starting this new job, we were like, okay, now's not the time to have a baby. And then said scare comes along and is like, hee-hee. so yes we were determined to keep this very easygoing one child lifestyle so we could what still have parties and go out even though we were already phasing those things out we didn't we weren't doing those things as much and even after the halloween party we were like oh this is getting old like blah 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 we had a good time oh yeah But this is getting old. Having parties and getting drunk and all of that stuff, like, it's getting old. Yeah. Um, We still, and the thing is, is that we still wanted more kids, just not in the middle of us still having fun. That shit still hits so hard. (laughs) And at the time, that made sense. But looking at it a year later, there was... You know, there was no reason to react that negatively towards it uh-huh. and be like, we I thought need our to. life was going to be like not over, but but that's what it felt like. Like yeah. we were so dramatic about it. Now, obviously, that's not what happened. There was no said baby, and 
six months later, I actually did get pregnant. Uh huh. And speaking of, like right after I graduated from college. Yep. We went out to Arizona. I went to my college graduation. We come home. A month later, pregnart. (laughs) But in between that, like right after our Arizona trip, we got to go to St. Thomas together to watch my best friend get married. We were pregnant when when we went. Right. So like... We still had fun. We we had actually way better fun. Yeah. (laughs) We traveled to this incredible island that our friends flew us out to. I was pregnant then. I went to the beach with my mom and Jewel um, a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Jewel got to go more than once. We went on walks all the time and we got ice cream. We made specific days mm-hmm. for me and you to take Jewel out to make sure that like she got to get play at the park and we had ice cream and we went out to eat. And this time around, like we were really scared because it was real this time. Yeah. We were like... Um, okay, this, like, we, we had established the plan that, like, all right, we're going to wait until this year, or we're going to wait until this happens, mm-hmm. and then we're going to try. Or yeah. When I get this much money, when you get this job, mm-hmm. and look at what happened. Yeah. None of those things happened. And we're still making this happen. Yeah. And we still had fun. That is, like, the underlying thing, is that, like... We had fun, and we've actually had the most fun that we've had in quite some time. Mm-hmm. We got to travel to two different places in a span of a month. No, like two weeks. No, it was like a month. Yeah. 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 So I asked myself this question, and I asked Juan the same question for his scenario. What changed for me? What changed from the scare until I actually got pregnant? And, you know, looking at this past year and everything that we've been through from last November to this November, I think the thing that changed for me personally was acceptance. Mm-hmm. So, acceptance of what? I got a college degree that I can't use because I'm a stay at home mom. And I don't have a lot of freedom at the expense of being a stay-at-home mom. I don't even have a car anymore, so I don't really go anywhere. But now in this, since I became a stay-at-home mom last year and I've faced, you know, the pregnancy scare and then actually being pregnant and then accomplishing a goal like uh, graduating from college, I can't deflect anymore. Mm-hmm. There's no reason to deflect anymore. That's the situation that I've been put in since last November. I can't deflect. I can't blame it on something else. I can't um I can't push off my insecurities or my lack of, of confidence or the immeasurable anger that I've built over the years or the feeling of inadequacy that I have. I have nothing to push away my most important negative inner thoughts on. Only time to ruminate and think. Mhm. So faced with everything that I don't want to deal with, it's like the closet was packed full. And I was like, you know, like a crap closet. You just throw 
all of the stuff in mm-hmm. and you just shut the door so you don't have to see anything. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. The door doesn't shut. The things are falling out. It's bursting. Yeah. It's like I'm begging. I'm like pushing this door to like remain closed. Like, please just latch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it won't. So instead of deflecting continuously, I just opened it and faced it. Mm-hmm. And that's been a really hard thing to accept, but I can only look at that now a year later and have been like, to, to be able to look back on all of that and be like, wow, I really worked on a lot in this one year. You can see everything that you were rejecting. Mm-hmm. Especially because like, you know, I, this is a little personnel, but, um, <laughs> I started therapy like three weeks ago Yeah, and my, I have therapy once a week and it's like a video call on my therapist. Um, this week she was like, Hey, I wanted to tell you something before we started. And I was like, okay, we talk about so much. I feel like I've been talking to this lady for like 10 years of my life. <laughs> and she was like, I was looking at our notes and I just realized that this is only our third session. And I was like, what? And she was like, yeah, I just wanted to tell you how proud I am of you as a therapist because you have worked so hard and have had so many breakthroughs. You're so insightful and you're so willing to accept your negative habits and you're so willing to own up to the things that you don't do well or that you may be pushing away. And she was like, if, if nobody else gets to tell you that they're proud of you for that, I want to be the one to do it. That's dope. And I was like, wow, so much can change in a year. Mm-hmm. So much can change in three weeks, but I don't think I would have been as open to talk about those things that I am with her and be like, hey, you know, like, I'm not doing so great and I know that I'm not without have have had gone going through, without going through Without all having gone through all that. Yeah, let me fight through that sentence. Yeah, geez, you were stumbling. Yeah. Your tongue was <laughs> half dead well. in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> but since last year... I've fought through so much and once, you know, this pregnancy was finally like, like I really did get pregnant and I was like, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) I just had to accept it. And that opened the door to the acceptance. (laughs) I, (laughs) it opened the door to the uh, acceptance of all of the other things that I have a hard time with. And that's not to say that I have worked on everything and that I'm good. I, I'm seeing a therapist. I'm clearly not good. <laughs> what was the question again? How did you... Just so I, I have my answer, but I want to make sure I'm answering it correctly. Yes. So, to close me out. Um, oh, sorry for rudely interrupting. Yeah, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the difference of a year. That is like the point of what this red flag has been in the, in terms of rejection. So the question that I asked myself that I'm now asking you is what changed from your first time starting at the maintenance job to your second? 
well, when I first started, um, that was when I first started last year, my first day at the maintenance job was my last day teaching at the studio. Mm -hmm. So like to have that both happen on the same day. Now I was no stranger to work in a full eight hour day and then go into dance at the end working basically from like 7 a.m. till 9 30 10 o'clock at night mm -hmm. to then deliver newspapers mm -hmm. so i had three jobs before i went to the maintenance job so mm -hmm. like i was already beat to shit and then i go to a field that i'm completely new in leaving everything that i've known for the past six seven maybe eight years basically since we've been together because that's all I've worked towards. Mm -hmm. So going to the maintenance job, I could say I faced similar themes of acceptance because it was like I was finally accepting like, okay, I can't live off of dance anymore mm -hmm. because I could live if it was just me, but I couldn't live for all three of us. Like mm -hmm. it, I couldn't pay to live like that and I couldn't keep working myself to death. So I was like, all right, this is me stepping away for a little bit. And then I didn't dance for like, what, two months? Yeah. The other thing that I want to mention is that you could have pursued dance more, but it meant that you would have not been right. at home whatsoever. It would have been like a much larger sacrifice that I just wasn't willing to make. It would have been. Because um, I was already sacrificing a lot. Yeah. For everything we had. I would have just been getting sent money to <laughs> Yeah. You would have never been here. Yeah. So it also showed lots of themes of growth throughout the year because, like, I was still trying to figure out what I wanted to do and, like, what dance was for me. And I actually wrote in my idea book yesterday, like, all of these thoughts about where I'm at in dance and what I want to continue to do with it because like I'm having another like low little like obviously not a peak but like the opposite of, what the fuck is that um, a valley a, a crevasse <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm overcomplicating this I'm just gonna move on can't believe you just said that <laughs> you fucking nerd <laughs> Anyway. I'll be getting a parabola tattooed on me the first thing I do <laughs> when I'm not pregnant. <laughs> so I was writing all these thoughts down, so I'm still growing through it. But also, I had to learn and grow in a new environment. And I was like, this is some real, like, real life, hard work, adult shit. Like, mm-hmm. I'm able to pay all these bills and I had extra money to spend because I was working so much and getting overtime. And they're like, oh, here, you were here this long? Take some extra money. I'm like, <laughs> excuse me? like Before you were like, please pay me? Sorry, sir, this is a free gig. Okay. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. The and that, that was what was hard to accept because I'm like, I'd be down to do shit for free. Like, I would do shit for free. It would make me so mad. But it was because of the love for it. That's I why know. I'm like, I don't care. I know. But then once I started seeing how far free got me, <laughs> I was like, 
hey, I don't think I can show up if I can't get this much mm-hmm. because I'm losing half of this in gas because mm-hmm. I was traveling all over. For free. For free. So feel free to book me. My email is jirdance at gmail.com. <laughs> Shameless plug. Hit me up for inquiries. I was actually thinking inquiries? about... Inquiries? <laughs> I was actually thinking about uh, putting some classes on Patreon. Ooh. Charging that way. Make them exclusive. Yes, Mr. Difficult Choreo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway. But now I'm at a point That's in my job... That's where you'll get to see my choreo from now on. Oh, yeah. You've really got to pay top dollar for Abby's choreo. <laughs> She's top, like tier four Patreon level. Let me get back to my thought. I'm, I'm so surprised sorry. I've been able to hold on to it this long. <laughs> so I was saying how I've grown and learned a lot through it, but like I've realized how much I actually enjoy it and how good I am at this maintenance job and how much I'm actually starting to love. Like I love tinkering. I sent Abby a video today of how I just completely dissected a washer and a dryer. And like I I just scrapped it all for parts. I knew exactly what went where and I was just like it, it was like I was a little kid. I was just playing. I got my hands all cut up. I got dirty. I found over $30 worth of change in this dryer. Like, how can you be mad at that? $30 in change? Yeah. That's a lot of change in one dryer. Yeah. But it's all mine. I know. He'll send me videos at work on Snapchat of him, like, sanding a wall. And, and the I'm wall's, just like, perfect. covered in dust. Yeah, but it's, like, it's perfectly flat. And he goes, look at that shit. Mm-hmm. Or a good paint job. Yeah. I'm always bragging about it. Mm-hmm. So now going back to it a year later, having eight months of prior knowledge, but then going to learn painting. It, it was like I just took a little like training vacation. Mm-hmm. I just went and became a better painter. Mm-hmm. So now I'm coming back here. But I also have all this other previous knowledge, so I'm not starting back at square one, mm-hmm. despite us being in the same spot. Mm-hmm. So I was able to go through that difficult period from transitioning out of a negative headspace with dance to entering a new work field, but then also going through a negative work environment there for the entire time I was there mm-hmm. up until the day I left to then come back. And that situation is still kind of similar. Mm-hmm. Like there's still your daily bullshit going on at work. But you're handling it so much better. Because I'm not taking it personal and I'm not nearly as invested. Because I love my new saying you. is do my eight and hit the gate, collect a check and forget the rest. Yes. And I'm trying to live up to, I'm trying to live up to my dad's mentality. He's like, listen, you got 30 days. You own everything you have for 30 days and someone's knocking at your door for the bill. So go in all in eight. Anything else outside of that? He's like, hang up the bullshit at the door and pick it back up in the morning. Mm -hmm. And I, it's working. I was able to do it last year, but now looking back, I'm like, you could have did way better. Yeah, I agree. And just from because I know what it, the difference of you coming home the first time around when you were at the maintenance job and then 
you coming home when you were at the painting job mm-hmm. because the painting job didn't really have any BS. Yeah, it was just work. I yeah. was able to work for eight hours and detach at yeah. the end of the day. But I think that you still carried a lot of the like dance not working out resentment into your new job. Very true. And I th- that's why I was saying like in my text to you that like you had a hard time accepting the job for what it was. And had, I guess, like, maybe more of an expectation whether you realized it or not. Mm-hmm. So you being back at this job a second time around is a completely different experience because now you're coming home with the same attitude that you did with the painting job. And you're like, you're ready to play with Jewel and you're ready to help me and you're ready to, like, be present. Mm-hmm. And it's not like, hey, bud, stop being cranky for five minutes. Yeah. No, I would, I would come home and just keep all the baggage on mm-hmm. me all day, and like, it was rare I was able to get out of bad moods, mm-hmm. and like I took everything personal, or found a way to make it personal, and it it did put me in a bad headspace for that mm-hmm. long time, especially because of not dancing so taking away that outlet and just making my life about work mm-hmm. after not like coming from not doing that mm-hmm. it was it was leaving my brain in shambles yeah so to wrap this back into everything we we're talking about at the beginning i pulled up those prompts that uh from that astrology page that i did that really opened my brain to what this past year was. And so the one question, there's a bunch of questions that like you can sit down and take your time to like write with, write about with, with yourself and whatever. Um, The question was, you've transformed since the first November 2021 eclipse, but there's one thing you've subconsciously dug your heels in the ground about. Why? That, that was the exact question that I was like, Hmm. Where was I a year ago? Mm-hmm. November 2021. And then I looked at where you were a year ago. And it's like, for me, it was like pregnancy, pregnancy. And for you, it was maintenance job, maintenance job. And I was like, there's no way. And I just looked at the entire past year. And um, the thing that I've dug my heels in the ground about was the need to control. Mm-hmm. And... So how you were saying that you have your your little mantra or whatever, I have also come up with a mantra, not come up with a mantra, I found this, but it is just everything in time. It helps me be present and accept the things that are happening to me that are right in front of me right then and there. And I'm not worried about, oh, well, I haven't gotten to do this thing yet, or I haven't gotten to experience this thing yet, or I just went through all of this stuff. I It helps me stay in the present when I'm trying to constantly be in the past or in the future. So while we were discussing all of this and reviewing our past year, mm-hmm. I had also found a TikTok within this past week that I would like to share with you guys that I feel like had similar themes that we were able to connect to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So the video is from 
Julian himself, J-U-L-I-E-N-H-I-M-S-E-L-F. This is from four days ago when we're recording. So whenever you hear this, that's wrong. No need to say that. (laughs) But this was, I, I don't even know this guy. I just came across it. So listen, enjoy. Resistances that things say, oh, don't worry about it. No, honor that. What did that voice say? What came up when you wanted to repeat that? I'm not going to be part of my life. Why? You know, I'm not where I thought I was going to be. So, fuck your plan. Why are both of you so goddamn cocky you think your plan is the best plan? Hey, what's a good plan? Why are you both trying to play God? You get that, right? This is all of you. This is a life crisis. Everyone's trying to play God. And again, I, whatever you believe in God or the universe, why do you think your plan is the best plan for you? What if there's a better plan? What if you're wrong? And what if part of that better plan means things not going according to your plan? You've both been wrong before. Think of a life crisis. Think of adversity. That's what it is. It's when life doesn't go according to whose plan? Yours. It's like a kid. As a kid, do you like eating broccoli? Not always. And you're just eating your little ice cream and chicken nuggets, and someone's like, enough chicken nuggets. Broccoli. What does the kid experience? The same as an adult. Here's my plan. Life says, nope. No more chicken nuggets. Ah, life crisis. How do you know that's the best plan? You don't know everything. You're not the universe or God. What if there's a better plan? You've all heard the saying, blessings come in disguise. Hey, you want the blessing? You gotta let it come to you in disguise. And then look back and be like, thank you for making me eat that broccoli. Hey, thank you, life, for feeding me broccoli as adversity. A year ago, we were given broccoli and we didn't want it. Mm -hmm. We rejected it. We wanted our chicken nuggets. Mm -hmm. We took our chicken nuggets. We did. We said, fuck your broccoli. I'm eating my chicken nuggets. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're like, we want the broccoli. Yeah. But But we were given, we, that's the thing is that like, not a lot of people get a second chance. That's a really big thing. And that's why we're harping on, like, what did we miss? Yeah. Because to be able to basically repeat this, mm-hmm. but on a better note, yeah, is like, all right, what are we, what are we supposed to be doing here? Because mm-hmm. at this point, we didn't start, we didn't have the podcast last year at this time, did we? No. We started... In March. In March. And we were only able to... Because of this job. Mm-hmm. And I left thinking it would be better mm-hmm. somewhere else. And it's crazy because I remember someone telling me while stuff was getting rough originally, they said, 
someone was talking about leaving and they were like, oh, the grass isn't always greener just because you're getting paid more somewhere else. And like, you know, that message keeps playing in my head now because I'm like, I mean, they were right for Mm -hmm. my scenario. Sometimes it works out. Sometimes Mm -hmm. it is better. Mm -hmm. But for our past year of trying to control and be the the creators of our universe and our exact path we want to walk. Yeah, I I actually forgot about that saying blessings come in disguise because I'm out here looking for them as if they got flashing lights on them. Yeah. And like from last year having that pregnancy scare and being like, oh, I'm so grateful that that wasn't happening and that Mm -hmm. we're not doing that. Like, oh, we have so much more time. We're like, let's properly plan to do the next couple years together. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, we we don't even know if we're going to have another one until, you know, Jules like 10 or something like that. Even though we both knew we wanted our kids to be close in age. Yeah, we were like, just scared. We Yeah, we were scared, and we were also kind of taking, like, a spiteful route about it after the fact that we were like, oh, we're good. Like, we're not. Mm-hmm. We're not doing that right now. Great. Yeah, yeah. And then I really did get pregnant six months later, mm-hmm. and we were faced with the, like, oh, shit. It's crazy that we've only been doing this for less than a year. And we've been able to, like, recount all of this. Mm -hmm. But another person told you that you worked with at the maintenance job um, when we found out that we were pregnant that take your blessing because it won't. Oh, he he said God doesn't bless you twice. Yeah. Or he's not going to bless you twice. Yeah. And And I was, like, when he said that to me, I was like... Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, bud. What do you... Who's talking to you right now? Who's talking to me? Yeah. How do you know this? Yeah. Because that, that was actually a day I went to work and had a panic attack. Because mm-hmm. that was right after we got back from Arizona. Mm-hmm. We were like... that. Yeah, that's when you were like first like, hey, bud, I'm for real pregnant this time. Yeah. So I went back to work after this trip had a panic attack like 10 minutes into work mm-hmm. and I'm talking to my my friend and he's like listen bro the you can handle this mm-hmm. you got this yeah but I ran away from it mhm I I tried running away mhm yeah and it was like a, it was hard to like accept because it's like don't get me wrong like a Pregnancies are a beautiful thing, and, like, obviously we're in a much different place now, and we're very grateful. But at the time, finding it out was really scary, and we were just like, oh, my gosh, this is so terrifying. Like, I have only been a stay-at-home mom for, you know, not even a year, and I just graduated college. I'm trying to get a job, and now I can't get a job because now I have to be home with two kids. Mm -hmm. And it was just a lot of, like harping on what I want to do that I can't do. And I didn't look at what I haven't experienced yet. Mm-hmm. And I haven't been able, like I at the time wasn't able to look at that third door mm-hmm. and be like, this is an opportunity door. I just can't look into it yet. Yeah. And the fact that it's like, it's locked and I just have to trust what's behind it. Is really scary. Yeah. 
<laughs> that was a beautiful analogy for that. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? When this little guy gets here in February. Probably that's so soon. I know. <laughs> like, it's it's going by so much faster this time. I know. But it'll be right before our one year of the podcast and everything. And, you know, that's going to be an exciting time. And I haven't... I wasn't able to look at it like that then mm-hmm. and to see how far w- we would have come with the podcast and where we'll be in a year for the podcast and what Jules going to be like as an older sibling and all of that stuff and like what opportunities we may unlock by the time that he does get here. I'm just looking at it as like, my life is over. And that's such a shitty thing to do because I want my life to go a certain way. Mm-hmm. When the life or universe could be like, hey, bud, I'm trying to help you, but you won't let me. Yeah. Ain't it a bitch? <laughs> when you're just like, okay. Yeah. I'll listen. Yeah. I definitely have a really hard time with like change. Even, like, moving into this house uh, two years ago. Mm-hmm. I literally cried every single day the first week that I moved in. Yep. Because I don't like change. And change in any form scares me. Even if it's beautiful. Yeah. Talk about that on Monday with your therapist. Talk about not yeah. accepting change. Work on that next. Yeah. Because she'll be like, all right, next thing on the list. <laughs> no, she actually was like, we've done so much in three weeks. I think we can relax. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, am I an overachiever? <laughs> You're like, gotta gotta do good in this too. Yeah, I am an no, overachiever. We, we crack jokes about it, but mental health is serious and we take it serious and this is why we work so hard doing these things because it's like all right we're not just gonna sit here and complain about it Mm -hmm. let's let's do something what can we learn what lesson is this teaching us yeah so you know any significant events that have happened to you in the past year maybe look at from last november to now since that's where we're at and see You know, maybe what happened to you last year and what you may be facing in a similar in a similar way this year. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if this is if this is your sign, it's time to accept the change. This that video I played, Mm -hmm. this is going to be a sign for a lot of people. Yeah. Like it it triggered something in me when I watched it because I was like what I watched it at like five o'clock in the morning Mm -hmm. right before I was going to work I was using the bathroom and I'm like I'm not even fully awake yet to deal with this like (laughs) hold on bud like chill out I just woke up (laughs) yeah I'm not trying to face this right now universe is like broccoli (laughs) that's you with jewel (laughs) (laughs) oh man you're, like, literally just trying to, like, sit in your chair. Mm-hmm. It's crazy and he made that analogy. Like, broccoli! Yeah, it's crazy <laughs> he made that analogy because we're, like, trying to figure out food with Jewel and, like, that's stressful. She's, yeah, she's at that very picky, like, toddler stage where she once was, like, I'll eat anything and now, like, will not eat a damn thing. She only wants her snacks and juice and yeah. all that so. crap. But that's another story, so... Yeah. 
Yeah. I don't think we really came into this with the idea of, like, here's an answer. Here's what you should do. Like, No. This was more of us just... A lot of what we do is just reflection. Yeah. Reflection, open journaling. So, like, thanks for listening. Thanks for being here. If you made it this far, (laughs) I owe you a shot. (laughs) If you actually made it this far, hit me up. We'll see what can happen with that shot. Let's see who actually <laughs> listens the whole way through. You get a shot with Juan. I'm calling I'm calling anyone out. Yeah. But I'm not going to promote it as that. You yeah. got to make it the whole way to the end. Yeah. And I'll get you a shot. Yeah. Do you have any final thoughts on your rejection? No. I know it's hard. I struggle with it so much. Yeah. We're for sure going to do it again. Oh, yeah. Like, this is, it's not like, oh, we figured it out this one time. We, we're never going to experience this. Here's I, how you avoid it. I was going to say, life is going to hand us broccoli again, and we're going to be like, uh, no, chicken nuggets. You're like, bro, I just got my nuggets back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so. Enjoy your chicken nuggets. Enjoy your ice cream. Don't forget some broccoli in there, too. Yeah. And if you haven't heard it yet, we hope you have a great day. We love you. Peace, love. And broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. Bye.